0: Good morning, everyone. Good to be with you, good to be back. For those who don't know me and anyone watching online, my name's Andrew, I'm the senior minister of St Mark's. We're going to be talking about that passage this morning. Uh, The video that we had earlier from the uh, Bible Project gave you a good good summary of some of the things we've been looking at in Luke uh, up until now. What is the gospel? What is the kingdom? And what did Jesus come to say? Um, In this part of Luke's gospel, though, Uh, We have a series of teachings where Jesus is talking more specifically to his followers about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, part of his kingdom. And we see that through stories that Jesus taught about what Jesus did and and said to his disciples at the time. And in our reading today, we're reminded that to be a Christian is to be part of a mission that Jesus has given to all of his disciples. Now, one of my favourite eight movies is the 80s classic, The Blues Brothers. Any other fans out there? Oh, it's getting a bit, yeah, good. I thought so. Um, it's about two musicians, brothers, who are trying to raise money to save the Catholic orphanage uh, that they were raised in. And they try to form a band to raise some money and they have to convince their friends to join them. And they do so and they by repeating a mantra that they have for themselves, which is, we're on a mission from God. Or, if you know the movie, we're on a mission from God. Uh, You have to say it like that. Uh, (laughs) Um, And so Christians, we're like the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission from God. Um, And last month, we reflected together on various types of mission organisations that we support as a church. How can we be part of what um, different aspects of mission and different groups are doing around Australia and around the world? So that's mission. But the question is, what is this mission that we're on as Christians? And we see in Luke 10 that the mission that Jesus gave his disciples is to bring the kingdom of God and bring it near to their community by their words and their actions. The kingdom of God is to be brought near and so their mission is to bring the kingdom of God near to people so that people are transformed by God's presence in their lives. And as always, when I talk about the kingdom of God, I mean, the video did give a good summary of it, but what, for, what I want to define it as is the kingdom of God, when we hear about it in Luke, it is a big term, and it covers really all the different ways that we can see God be present tangibly in our world. That's the kingdom of God. The way that God's presence in the world, his spirit acting through Jesus, changes the world and changes people in it. And the story that we have um, that gives us this description of mission here and how these people are part of the kingdom of God is the story of Jesus sending out 72 disciples on essentially what sounds like what we might call a local mission trip um, to the towns and villages in the area where they are. And their mission is to prepare people to receive Jesus and experience his kingdom and receive it in their lives. And now these these 72 people, they're not the 12 disciples. They're not the special symbolic choice, choice that God has made. They are ordinary followers of Jesus. And I don't think anyone knows why particularly 72 were chosen. It just seems to be a large group of people who are willing to be part of what Jesus is doing. So he sends them out. And so I think that it's good for us because these people probably provide us a picture of the mission, of what it looks like in the lives of ordinary people like you and me, and as we are part of what Jesus is doing. Now, I mean, we might not do particularly what they do um, because they're going out on journeys, they're leaving aside their ordinary lives and going out into other towns. Most of us live out our normal uh, responsibilities, we do our mission in our day-to-day lives, but... I think as we look at this story, we can find some principles here that speak to our situation too and help us as we're thinking about God's mission to us. And so I have, from what we've read, four principles that I think Jesus shares with them about what their mission is going to be like. And then I'm going to give us three applications about how we might respond to these ideas ourselves today. So let's look at these four ideas that I think come from what Jesus said to them. Firstly, I believe Jesus teaches them that their mission that they're on is supposed to proceed and to go on with an attitude of trust in God's provision. So he says to them, go out very simply, do not take lots of things with you, do not take lots of money, you're relying on what God will provide you when you go, you're relying on hospitality, you're relying on the, th- on the things coming day to day. And if they do go, they'll find that they do have what they need and they'll find that they have the authority, they have the power to do healing, to reject evil spirits. But even that is not something that they need to rely upon. That's just something that God provides them out of grace. As Jesus says, they just need to be happy that their relationship with him is secure. They should rejoice their names are in heaven. They have tr- God is with them. That's all that they need. They trust him. So I, I think this is supposed to be it's a comfortable mission. It's a non-anxious mission. They shouldn't be worried. they trust they'll have what they need. So that's the first principle, trust that Jesus encourages them. The second is that I think they're encouraged to discern as they go where the kingdom of God is already at work in the places that they visit. He tells them they will often find households in these towns where there's a person or people of peace. they're going to be welcomed, they'll be accepted. It's a sign there that that's where they settle in to conduct their mission and they can bring the kingdom of God near in words and actions there. They will find a welcome. They will find openness. There will be an open heart ready to receive God when they go and they're to receive Jesus. And as he says later, this is what we should expect because it's Jesus himself, he reveals God the Father to people. It's his choice and initiative to do it. It's his action. He will reveal himself and his kingdom to people who are ready to receive it. And the disciples are just the agents of that purpose who should be open to the fact that people will be open to them. And so I think their mission is supposed to be confident as they go out because God is at work ahead of them as they go out into the world. The kingdom is already there. So I think there's an openness that they have that God is to see what God is already doing. Thirdly, I think the mission of Jesus' disciples, is what we might call holistic mission or a mission of wholeness, which is, as you might know, our theme for the year. They tell, they tell people about Jesus, of course, but he says they're also to demonstrate the kingdom of God with healing and spiritual power and actually showing that God is present through, the, through their experience. The kingdom of God is not just a message, it's not just ideas, it's an experience of God. It's the presence of God and they'll know that people can recognize that God is near them when these things happen. So their mission has a whole component to it. In our mission month before, we've seen, as you might remember, how thoughtful mission organisations around the world today have an holistic perspective on mission. They're keen for people to hear about Jesus, but also to experience the kingdom. To be healed, to have justice, to have reconciliation, healed relationships, as well as accepting the good news of the gospel. Mission is whole. It changes the whole person when God draws near and the whole community. So the mission of Jesus' disciples is one of wholeness as well. They're saying the kingdom of God is coming. It will change everything in your lives. And finally, Jesus says, I think, that they will be rejected from time to time. But when that happens, they're not to take it personally. They just allow that this is how some people in some towns are going to respond when the kingdom is proclaimed. And they should leave the outcome of that to God. So the mission that they're on is not a coercive mission. It's not a violent one. It's not an anxious one. It's not rough. It's a relaxed mission, I would say. They're relaxed about what's going to happen. If, if people reject you, or well, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Leave it to God. Later on in verses 21 to 23, Jesus reflects on the fact that the kingdom of God, it's often hidden from people. They don't have the eyes to see. They're not open to see God's presence. And the interaction between God and people is a mysterious thing. It can't be controlled. It can't be predicted. We don't understand why. But the outcome is in God's hands. So we can be relaxed about it and let it go. And I think, and this is the mission then that Jesus gives his disciples, go out and do this, but with this attitude and with this expectation. So I think these four principles add up to a kind of cumulative sense. What does it mean to be on a mission from God? What it means to be a disciple and, of Jesus and part of his mission for an ordinary person as they go out. So it's not, of course, about being special. It's not about being amazing. It's not about being impressive. Uh, it seems mostly to be, to be about being open to what God's doing, being faithful to do what we are asked to do and trust that God's spirit is already present in the world. The kingdom is near and be committed to sharing that when the opportunity arises and when it is welcomed. So I think it means being comfortable, it means being confident, it means being relaxed about the results and outcomes of the mission. Respecting God's kingdom will come in his time and in his way and his disciples are to be hopeful and confident that people will accept Jesus, they will be healed. There is a place. The kingdom will find its place. And I say that considering that mission is sometimes something that translates to anxiety or guilt for Christians when we think about, oh, what I should be doing and how I should be doing it and what we should be seeing happen. But Jesus gives us here a vision of mission. It's empowering. It's gentle. It's calm and it's hopeful. His disciples can expect to see the kingdom if they follow his way. The kingdom of God has come near, and it's near to all of us. It's around us right now. God the Father will draw people to Himself through Jesus, and we are invited to be part of that. This is the mission that He gives His disciples. So I want us to apply this to us in three ways: things about how we might approach this as we contribute to the mission of Jesus as that He gives to us. So I've got three um, application ideas. So the first is I think Jesus is calling us to be prepared for our mission, which means, I think, to be near the kingdom of God ourselves. The kingdom of God has come near, let's be near to us. The kingdom of God, as I said, it's the presence of God. And if you want to share, we want to share the presence of God with others. We want to share the kingdom, but we can't do that if we ourselves are not near to God and experiencing that presence. You have to have something yourself before you can share it with others so be prepared and I think that's why it's important for all of us on our mission which happens the instant you leave that door and this is why people hang around for morning tea after um, we go out as Jesus sends us into the world it's important for all of us on our mission to cultivate our close relationship with God with his kingdom authentic experience of his presence and his spirit that's what our life of prayer and worship is about to be pre to be prepared, and the more sincere and consistent that is, the more the kingdom of God will be easy for us to share, because it is real to us. So that's the first thing. I think Jesus is calling us to be prepared. God is at work, and we need to draw near to His kingdom too. The second thing I think is for us to be aware. To be aware of what God is doing, as um, Jesus was told his disciples. It's helpful, as you go out, to have eyes open for what God is doing for the pe- in the people and groups who might have an open heart to the peace of Jesus and welcome him. Where is he already at work? Where is he already calling people to be part of his kingdom? And they're listening. They are out there. And there are more of them than we might think if you just watch the news. Okay. As Jesus says here, the harvest is plentiful. He encourages us to pray for more workers to be raised up to bring it in. There's no lack of people willing to respond to Jesus. There's more possibility and hope in our world than our cynical eyes might see. And that might not look like we expect, though. And I think it is a challenge for the church at the moment. We need to be open to, uh, to the ways the kingdom of God is present in communities and people that might, on a superficial view, be very seem to be very far from Jesus. I mean, called to go and seek out and see where He's at work in people around us. So that's to be aware. Be aware, the kingdom is there. The third thing I think is to be patient. Um, Jesus urged his disciples to trust in God's plan and His provision. We don't need to run ahead of Jesus and try and make everything in the world work out the way that we think that it should and force things to happen. We don't actually know God's hidden plans and how his kingdom's going to work out and how he's working in the lives of people around us that we know that he is. But we don't know how things are going to happen in the end. And our goal as the disciples of Jesus' work is not to make people accept Jesus, but to bring the kingdom of God near to their lives so that they uh, have the chance to experience it and to respond. The rest is up to them, and it's up to God. So those are three ideas we might take away. I have some questions as well. Um, as I finish, I'd like to encourage us maybe to what to do this week as we're thinking about being on a mission from God. Um, perhaps draw a kind of mental circle in your mind around all the people and all the groups of people or organisations that are part of your life on a regular basis. and Think about where your community really is and ask yourself a couple of questions as we go out. Firstly, where is it that I can see God at work already in these areas? Where is his kingdom already uh, present and near? Secondly, how can I bring God's presence near in these situations? What words can I say? What actions will show people the reality of the kingdom of God in my life in a concrete way? And thirdly, how can I open myself up to pray And to hope for what God will do in the future. How can I pray that he will raise up workers for the harvest and that people will come to know him? Some questions for us as we go out on our mission with the 72. But I think it's good for us to, uh, as we finish this reflection, to give thanks today because I believe that people here have already drawn near to the kingdom of God. He's at work. And if we have... Jesus reminds us of how blessed we are to see that, as he says in the end there. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but didn't see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So let's be thankful that we have. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you that you have revealed to us your kingdom. We pray that it would draw near to us today that it would be real in our lives. We pray as we go out that you would be, we would see and be aware of your kingdom at work in the lives of those around us, and we pray that they would draw near to you too. Please give us an open, confident, relaxed and faithful spirit as we approach our mission, that we would trust in you and that your power would flow through us as it did your disciples in those days. We pray all this in your name. Amen.